Hello, friends. This is Grace Hot Pants Langhine with your ninth episode of the Mullet Chronicles. This is the podcast where I read race reports to you, word for word. This is a spinoff of the Running Mullet podcast where Eric Kosek and I talk about all things running from the business in the front to the party in the back of the pack. And now I bring race reports to you from the front to the back. Now, today's episode comes to us from Brooke Shell. She is a badass from Pennsylvania, an experienced ultra runner and dog lover. It's good to know even runners like her have struggles. This is her story of her run at the Mohican 100 in October of 2020. As always, a few notes before we get to the race report. The Mohican 100 is one of the oldest 100 milers in the nation. And she doesn't mention last names in her her report. So here they are, uh, Laura Yoder, Christine Daniels, and Rhoda Smoker. Yes, that is the Rhoda Smoker, who I very much have a run crush on. Also, they mentioned the Penn State Creamery. Yes, that is an ice cream store at a college. Uh, Penn State actually has a world-famous dairy program that includes how to make the creamiest ice cream. Okay, so that's your intro. Let's get into Brooke's story. Mohican 100 Mile Ultra Race Report. This race was supposed to have been held June 13th, but due to COVID, it was postponed until October 31st. I traveled to Loudonville, Ohio with Rhoda and Christine on Friday morning. As we approached Penn State, I mentioned I had never had ice cream from the creamery. Christine is an expert on ice cream, so a quick detour had the three of us looking at all the choices. Never in my wildest imagination did I think I would consume a whole pint of ice cream in one sitting, but hey, we only live once, right? Besides, I needed to pre-fuel for the race. Never pre-fueled with ice cream before, so after my actions of eating that deliciousness, I got concerned as to how that might affect me. Uh, We arrived in Loudonville and stayed at a cute Airbnb right in town. Before going to bed, I found a surprise in my bag that Steve must have hidden, He had an encouraging card and note inside, along with some jelly beans, which he knows I like for some sugar during my race, and a beer if needed, and a feather necklace to wear so I could turn to my angels to guide me along. I have the absolute best, most thoughtful, encouraging husband ever. Race start was Saturday at 5 a.m., but due to COVID restrictions, we had scattered start times. I started at 5.20. Laura, who also signed up, started with me. We were off with a bright moon, 29-degree temps, headlamps, and fresh legs. First couple of miles were on road. I decided to make a quick bathroom stop around mile six. When I came back onto the road, I continued uphill. I went a little bit and realized I didn't see any headlamps in front of me. I turned around and didn't see any behind me. Mm, That doesn't seem right but I was on a hill and a turn, so it's possible I wouldn't see that. I went a little farther and realized something wasn't right. I turned around and ran back up the hill, back down the other side, and still nothing. Now I'm starting to panic a bit. It's too early for this. I kept backtracking, and finally I saw a line of headlamps going through the woods down below me. Ugh! I was so mad at myself. I must have missed the arrow as I I was getting a jelly bean out of my hydration pack. Played catch up for a bit, but got myself back on track. Saw Christine Rhoda around 14 and a half miles, unloaded my headlamp, restocked my fuel, and back at it. Headed off into the trails, which quickly turned into a road. It was a long road section until I saw them again around 29 miles. 
At this point, I'm not a happy camper with the amount of road running we're doing. I leave that aid station only to jump on what appears to be a rails to trails, but it was 10 miles of paved surface. I'll admit I'm mad at this point. This surely is not a trail ultra. Had I known this, I would have brought my road shoes or not signed up at all. The course had to be changed due to park permits, etc. And I knew there was going to be some road, but not this much. During this stretch is where I ran into and met Bob Hunter. Bob puts on a last man standing event in Ohio, and turns out we were going to be running on his 400 acre property at the completion of this section. I was both excited to hear we were finally getting back to trails and excited to be talking to and learning a lot from Bob. He was pointing out things as we went along and just chatted about life in general. It made the time go by and kept my mind off of the aches that were starting in my knees and hips thanks to the road. Bob and I ran into the next aid station together and said we would meet up and head back out. Somewhere we got lost from one another going out of the aid station. After a long, steep road climb, I finally got back on trail. Now I am happy and in my element. The trails on Bob's property were absolutely gorgeous. I was having fun. I soon caught up to Bob, Laura, and two others shared a little bit of time with them, but then pulled away a little bit because I was enjoying the downhills and felt good. My goal was to get to my Pacer Rota at mile 61 before dark. I was right on target. Came into the next aid station and got led astray. There was a loop that we were supposed to do before heading back to Glenmont Park to pick up our Pacer. I ran 1.4 miles and came out onto a road and saw multiple signs and arrows. Something didn't seem right since I knew I had already been there. I saw another runner and questioned him. Seems like I was told to go the wrong way out of the aid station. Asked a second runner and it was confirmed I missed the five-ish mile loop that I needed to do before ending up where I was. I'm now in tears. Turned around and backtracked a mile and 1.4 miles uphill to the aid station. Told them of my mistake because I didn't want to be disqualified and corrected my error and got back on track. I watched the sunset as I ran through the woods and I knew I wasn't making it to Rhoda before dark. I ran as fast as I could so I could make it to the road before I needed my headlamp. Put it on only to have the batteries die. Luckily, I had extra and changed them, but now for whatever reason, it decides to stay stuck in strobe mode. I can't run like that. I'm feeling defeated at this point. Pulled out my small flashlight I carried for an emergency and ran about three miles using very little light, praying those batteries wouldn't die. Finally reached the park where I can now pick up Rhoda. Thankful for her company and felt I was still moving along fairly well, but around mile 75-ish started to feel pretty nauseous. That slowed me down a bit and my knees were really starting to bother me as well. Tried eating some mashed potatoes at the next aid station, but they didn't sit well. Had some dry heaving going on, but kept trying to move forward. I was not looking forward to the last part of the race. I overheard someone say it was 17 miles of road. At mile 83, I switched pacers. Christine set off with me to get this finished. Still feeling nauseous and knees and hips trashed from all the road running, I had no idea how I was going to get this done. Christine was an angel. She was so patient with me. When I would stop and bend over because I thought I was going to vomit, she would rub my back. 
She got me to shuffle from pole to pole or sign to sign a few times, but for the most part, we walked. I tried her best. She tried her best to distract me with talk or questions, but all I could focus on was my nausea and pain in my joints. She made me eat and drink and finally succeeded in making me vomit. She knew I would feel better if I did, and she was right. I kept asking how much farther, and we learned quickly that aid station mileage was incorrect, making it longer to each point. This did not help my mood at this point. We finally hit the last and final water stop. It was supposed to be 3.3 miles to the finish from there. I looked at my watch, and you can bet I was watching every tenth of a mile. We hit 3.3, and all I saw ahead of me was country road, no finish line. To make things worse, it now started to rain. 1.7 miles later, I finally crossed that finish line, placing third female overall. I can't thank Rhoda and Christine enough for being my crew and pacers. I know that without them, I wouldn't have finished. Their encouragement, support, patience, and help is what got me to the finish line. They are the ones responsible for my buckle, and I will forever be grateful to them for their time and friendship. It definitely was a memorable weekend, and due to my mistakes, I ended with bonus miles, running a total of 106.3 miles. Thank you, Brooke for sharing your race report and you listener can submit your race reports to me on Facebook, Instagram, and the running mullet at gmail.com. And you can listen to Eric Kosek and I every Monday at 7.30 PM Eastern time to talk about all things at the running mullet. Thank you for listening. You are awesome.